Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. An important part of being a Christian is having consistent values. Our Heavenly Father, I pray you'd be with each one of us in our lives, that we would have consistent values, that we would have values that represent you. Lord, that we would live upright, holy lives before you, being the very best people we can be. Lord, strengthen us in our weaknesses. Give us power to overcome the enemy when he throws those darts of life at us. And God, may we respond properly and with your spirit leading us. I thank you for these listeners. I pray your blessings upon their life. Open up great doors for them this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, we've talked about Paul's message to the churches on many occasions and being an influence on others, but Paul was a mentor to many. A mentor is a trusted advisor people believed in and they listened to, and he helped develop leaders to help them spread the word of God to the many nations. And that was what Paul, God used Paul to do. Here a man that had turned his back on God and never believed in excuse me, in Jesus Christ and then had a conversion and his life was changed forever. Let me read to you Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 31. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. Keep watch over yourselves and the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away the disciples after them. Folks, he was encouraging his leaders to be conscious of how they live and to stay aware aware of what was going on around them. Because he said, Even after I leave, amongst you, even amongst you leaders, amongst you Christians, there's going to be people rise up that the enemy will get a hold of, and they will start distorting the truth. People, we see that all around. We see that in churches all around. The enemy does not want the church to succeed. He does not want your church to succeed. Wherever you go, he does not want that. He wants, to, he wants to come in and tell you, hey, anything's okay. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you please because it doesn't matter. And, folks, I'm telling you, that is the enemy. Sometimes in our lives we just get caught up with going with the flow. We just don't want to change things. We don't want to cause a fuss. So we just live and let live. Paul let them know that the Holy Spirit had made them overseers and to take responsibility seriously. People of God, How seriously do we take responsibilities? He was telling that even some among them would turn away and distort the truth. So be on guard. You've heard that off and on through the Word of God. Be on guard. That's why it's important for you and I to stay spiritually sound, being faithful to the things of God and to His Word and to prayer. Paul knew what they were up against. That is why he said for three years he warned them day and night with tears over them. Have you ever been so concerned for someone that you've cried? And I've told you this before, but I used to walk into my little boy's room while he was sleeping, and I would pray over him, and I would cry on a number of occasions. I would just cry like a baby standing in his room. Of course, I didn't know he one day would soon be called to heaven, but I, have, but I had a heavy heart over him because I wanted him so desperately to grow up with a passion for the things of God. And I can tell you this, He died at age five and a half, and he had a passion 
for God. I've told you all the stories over the years, stories of how God answered his prayers, how miracles happened in his life. It was an amazing thing, and, I'm, and I know it was because of prayer. And Paul taught his followers to be persistent in the work of the Lord. One of the definitions of persistent is enduring for a prolonged period of time. In other words, you keep on keeping on for the Lord. Though we get distracted, move beyond that to fulfill the mission that God has called you to. You have been called to a mission. I don't know what your mission is. I know what mine is. Mine is to preach the word of God and to share the word of God, not just in the church, but in the world to show people that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Jesus Christ came and died for my sins and rose again and he wants to change and translate my life into something great. I know that. In Luke's writing, the Apostle Paul tells the people that through hard work, you continue to help people, not out of personal gain, but because you love the Lord so much. He told them to remember the words of Jesus himself. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How very true that is. And that is something you practice, something we need to practice, because you will be incredibly blessed. I have stories. I hear stories all the time how God continues to bless people because they give themselves to help others and for the cause of Jesus Christ. People loved Paul for the truth that he taught. He taught truth to the people. People responded to truth, and they want to hear truth. That is why many people come to church. They want to hear the truth of God. So you can be more informed in being the best person you can be for Christ. That's why it's important that us leaders proclaim the Word of God in truth, the Holy Word of God, the Bible, God's Holy Word. We shared in truth. You know one thing I like about the Bible? Every single thing is backed up by archaeology, by history, everything. You don't have to question anything. You know it's from God, especially if you've been to Turkey or to Israel or to Egypt. It is a fact. It is history. It is God's holy word. It was laid out for us. And I tell people all the time, be careful of things out there that try to tell you it's the word of God when, in fact, there's nothing that shows the word of God only by what people say. In the next couple verses of Acts 20, you can see the people's appreciation. In Acts 20, verse 36 and 37, it says, When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them, and he prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. Do you see that scene? The people cared about the apostle Paul. They cared that he was helping them. See, we need mentors. We need teachers. We need leaders who get people attention. I've been thrilled to hear and see what's going on over the years in different ministries. Tremendous creativity that grabs interest of children. And we see results. In fact, in our children's ministry, my children's pastor, Dewey, who I almost had on the air with me today, but he was tied up. He is so incredibly creative. Those kids are learning and growing and leaving there ready to tackle the world. And because he had so much interest in them, he is so creative. He has built this incredible uh, kind of mannequin with uh, armor of God. And, and and he built this helmet and these shoes. It's just, it's an amazing what he's done. I mean, it really is. And I've told you before about 
in the room that they meet in. It's called Almighty Stadium. I'm gonna you've heard this one other time, but Almighty Stadium. It's a blue football field with orange end zones. Hey, does that sound familiar? But the idea is to get to the end zone for Jesus Christ, to get to the end of your walk. And when you do and you get saved and you get baptized, he has at the very end of that, he has this wall made of painted fence, really cool. And he has kids' handprints on it. When they give their lives to Christ and they're baptized, he takes their handprint and puts on it and said, you have just got to the wall of fame. And I'm telling you what, his creativity is touching lives and the parents and the people are, are, are so thrilled with what's going on. And I am too. And our staff works hard to see that happen. Many of your staffs in your churches work very hard to see that that happens. You take care of your staffs, by the way. You take care of your different pastors you may have. They need you to love them, back them up, and take good care of them. I have been spoiled, rotten by my church, and I am so grateful for their generosity to me, my family, my staff. And, you know, I think they really see what we do and that we, we care deeply about them. We want to be a positive influence for Jesus Christ. You are a living testimony, and Jesus and many times your kids will follow your example. And it is a big responsibility. You know, and so we need true values, true values in our lives. That's what should motivate us. Are you motivated by true values, or are you motivated by something else? True values should motivate us about the Lord's work. I can't express to you how much this is a part of my life, that we live Jesus every, in my heart, I mean. We live Jesus every day, and our life represents him wherever we go. I want that to happen. And I'm sad when I'm not living the way I should or when I'm not proclaiming him like I should, probably need to say that. But listen to the Apostle Paul's words to the church at Ephesus in the second chapter, verses 3 through 10 of Ephesians. He said, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were in nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, with his rich mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Did you hear that? We are God's handiwork. He doesn't have a plan for each of our lives, but the most important commitment you will ever have is, I am so sorry, I said he doesn't have, he does have a plan for each of your lives. Okay, see, sometimes, even when I speak, I gotta be corrected. He has a plan for all our lives, but he wants us to commit to following Jesus Christ and believe in him. Paul made it clear to the church at Ephesus, it's not about your works and all you do for people. It's about your relationship. It's about knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because of your love of him, you will naturally show kindness to people, and you'll be a living witness for them, and they will see Jesus in you. You will learn the extra mile concept. You go far beyond normal because you want people to know Jesus Christ. And folks, we can do this. We can be that living witness, and I know many of you are today. 
Thanks for listening today. I certainly hope you'll join me tomorrow as I continue. Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.